I didn't want to have to wonder every single day when I come into work, what am I actually going to do? Yeah. I'm, I want to figure out what, okay, what am I going to do? And then how am I going to make sure that's exceptional at every point in turn so I'm not lost? You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Friday, so this is our hashtag one hero episode. In these episodes, we highlight and celebrate a blog post and contributor from our community and discuss topics surrounding sales, marketing, and customer success. Here we go. Welcome to the Flip My Funnel podcast. Today's Friday, and today is like the hashtag one hero, where we <laughs> celebrate somebody in the community who's doing some incredible stuff, and they're posting blogs on flipmyfunnel.com, which is really, really cool, and we want to just talk about that, but this time, we just don't want to talk about what they wrote. We wanted to invite them and yeah. have them in person, so I have here with me a really good friend, Morgan J. Ingram. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, doing good. Excited to be here. Yeah, like you are the host of SDR Chronicles, yeah. uh, team lead, and you've like gone from SDR to team lead at Terminus, so mm-hmm. a lot of history there, and you're doing some really cool stuff. So so before we jump into the new things you're doing, uh, let's talk about the topics. Everybody knows what we're really good, going to get into. The topic is why you need to organize your schedule to be exceptional at sales. Now, I think the tips that we're going to come out of this is going to help everybody, regardless of marketing, sales. But I know you have a really, really good insight into like why people are not having like organized schedule and not having organized schedule. I think you pretty much said in, in a video you did before, like they, they're running around with their head cut off like chickens. So, so we're getting into that <laughs> a little yeah. bit. But I'm excited to learn about what are the tips and tricks that people need to have to organize their schedule to be super effective in general, but more importantly for sales. So before we jump into that topic in detail, Morgan, why don't you share a little bit about you, yourself, and the journey? Yeah, yeah. so the journey has been crazy. As, as Sangram said, I was uh, one of the first SDRs at Terminus, employee number 20, and uh, started making content on sales development from my perspective. So that's where the SDR Chronicles comes into play, from SDR Chronicles. Eventually now, how, got- how many epi- episodes have you done on that? I'm at 109 right now. Yeah, people, you got everybody got to check <laughs> out. We're not, we're not yeah. stopping. We're not stopping. We're not stopping at all. That is awesome. I still remember when you started off, like you know, it was like once every other week and stuff, and then you just got into it. I think it was like daily at one point. Daily at one point. Yeah. Uh, there's some exciting things coming with the SR Chronicles. I'm super yeah. excited about it. But it's, yeah. it's been my res- it's been my resource and my value back to the marketplace on all the information that I got even before I got to Terminus and what I got at Terminus. So. It's definitely a good resource if you're starting out in your sales career or you're just looking to learn for more information on how to really be really good at sales because there's some really great interviews on there. But more into kind of what I'm doing now is, you know, I was a manager at Terminus, was leading a team of 13 reps and was presented with an incredible opportunity to work with John Barrows. So if you guys are not familiar with him, he does sales training for companies such as LinkedIn, Box and Google. And I now am part of that team helping with the evolution of sales, keeping things modern and keeping with the trends of sales and also really diving deep into the sales development process and what it really means to be successful in this modern day sales environment. Yeah. How many people, when you talk about companies like LinkedIn and Bob, yeah. like how many people are in their sales development team? Is it like hundreds? I mean, hundreds, right? I think, I think the most that John has ever done was probably maybe 500, 600, 700 wow. reps, right? Like, cause those companies are massive. Biggest company I ever went with him, I think it was like 200 reps there. So these companies have massive amount of sales teams. I mean, not yeah. just sales development, but 
sales teams in general that are looking to learn more from modern sales environment because it's changing every single day. Like yeah. two years ago when I was in SDR, a lot has changed since then. Like yeah. there's some stuff people are telling me now. I'm like, I don't even know that's even possible. So right. I think it's cool because you're part of an evolution. You have to stay on top of your game or you're going to get behind. Yeah, I love that, man. So it's really, really cool. So let's talk about this, like why you need to organize your schedule to be exceptional at sales. So of course. One, let's start with why and then we'll get into what and how and the tips. Let's just go with why. So I started off as an SDR, as maybe most SDRs, super confident in myself, knowing nothing about what I'm about to do. So I was like, oh, this is going to be easy, whatever. Yeah. And I did okay at first, but I found that I was like really struggling to tie it all in at the end of the day. Like I felt like I was coming in and doing the work, but I wasn't doing it in an organized fashion to gain more success. So yeah. I had a conversation with Lucas, who still is at Termis today, <laughs> still here grinding, doing his thing. He is doing he's his thing. He's still man. doing he's his like thing. Double the team. Yeah, right? he's still doing his thing. And yeah. he was like, you need to organize your schedule to figure out what you need to do when you come in. And so nice. that's exactly what I did. I organized my schedule in a way that I knew every single moment of my day I knew I was going to do something, whether it's making cold calls, sending emails, doing social selling, making yeah. a video, prospecting, finding triggers to make sure I can get to these accounts that are ignoring me. These are the things I had to do because I didn't want to have to wonder every single day when I come into work, what am I actually going to do? Yeah. I'm, I want to figure out what, okay, what am I going to do? And then how am I going to make sure that's exceptional at every point in turn so I'm not lost? That is awesome, man. So so walk us through a day. Like, What does a, a good organized day look like for yeah. you and maybe for others as you've seen so many companies of course. out there? So my day right now as with working with John is straight chaos. So that's not a good example. <laughs> it's not a good example at all because there's like so many things that happen that it's like it's yeah. not a good example. Yeah. But I'll give you my example of what I did as an SDR. So I woke up super early, still still do that to this day, 5.30. Okay. So I woke up at 5.30, sometimes early 5 o'clock, depending on what's going on, but 5.30. That's not early, man. Like, yeah, like yeah. 4 o'clock, what are you talking about? I'm just, I'm just 5.30, 5.30 is normally my time that I wake up uh, during that time. And then there I would go to the gym. So I'd be at the gym for 5.45 to about 6.45. And then my the gym was close to Terminus. So 6.45 to about 7, I'd get into the office. Normally the early people are here that I normally hang out with. And so it's from 7 to 8.50. So 8.50 is our check-in. I was making sure, do I have the right accounts that I'm targeting today? Mm. And is the data right? And that's huge. Like you don't want to put in like 40, 30 contacts, 20 contacts you're going to reach out to that day. And then you have like your emails are terrible. Your direct, you have no direct dials. Like you got the titles messed up. Make sure that's correct. So I did that every single morning to make sure like when I get my day started, I'm good. And then I'd put those inside sales off. So that's what we use. I still use it to this day yep. to make sure to schedule my emails throughout the day. So I'm not sitting out emails when I'm doing calls or maybe right. I got to hop in a meeting or maybe I got to do social selling. And so would you do that every single day? Like your every first single hour day. of your day is to just get your accounts right and focus every on single them. Day. So the rest of the day you're focused on those. Right. Unless there was like some meeting or we had like some offsite, yeah. like, you know, an abnormal event. But every single day that's what we do. Like okay. everyone was locked that in that. Right. 850 was our check-in. So we just see what's working, what's not. Just connecting with the team. From 9 to 10.30, I made cold calls. Now, I've actually adjusted this now. I actually made cold calls earlier now because I have a lot more going on in my day. I made my cold calls from 8.15 to 9.30. Mm -hmm. But when I was in SDR, I did 9 to 10.30. And then 10.30. Was there any specific reason why 9 to 10.30 was a good time? I A-B tested everything. So yeah. I called at 11 to 12. I called from 1 to 2.30. I called from 3 to 4.30 and some of those times just didn't work for me. Yeah. And I found that 9 to 10.30 right after we did our check-in was 
marketers were just picking up the phone for me. <laughs> Maybe you're fired up after you <laughs> just get everybody <laughs> yeah, through the exactly. ring. They're like, Duh. yeah, I was just jacked up, and yeah. I guess people were just responding to me. So I was like, I'm calling forever at this point in time. So that was like my time to call. People knew like after the check in, I would immediately just go sit in a corner, and they're like, Morgan's making calls. Yeah. So it was just a, it was routine. Cool. And then 10:30 to 11, I'd send out personalized emails. So I try to send at least three to five like highly personalized emails where I'm going to your LinkedIn profile, I'm going to your website, I'm pulling out a case study, maybe a summary, Mm -hmm. maybe I'm pulling out something that you said that you're interested in account-based marketing so I can articulate that message to you. So that's 10.30 to 11. 11 o'clock to 11.30, we have Mario Kart here. So <laughs> I would go play Mario Kart and be honest with you guys. I had to take a break because yeah. that's like, you know, you're getting up at 5.30. So at that point, I've already done five hours of essential work. Right. So it's like, I got to take a break. Right. So that was my break time. <laughs> I, I was, love that it doesn't matter. No, Mario I'm serious. Kart. Like I had, to, I had to go take a break. NBA jams, we used to have that. I had to go take a break. Yeah. So 11.30 to 12 is double touch. And so double touch is essentially calls that I made in the morning. So key note here, this is really key for people who are in sales or just in general. When you hyper-focus on an activity for an hour, you can gain the most out of it. Mm-hmm. And multitasking is actually just, you're putting 20%, 20%, 20% yeah. in an activity. Yeah. You're actually not being proficient as you thought. And I thought multi, I was like, oh, I can multitask. Yeah. I actually do not multitask anymore. And if I find myself doing it, I cut it out. So that's why during my call call blitzes, I actually don't send emails out. I just put them in drafts. So like, yeah, make, I make a quick note, like send a note later. So this, this time, 1130 to 12, I'm following up on cold calls that I've had, following up on people that maybe are like, okay, like reach out to me next week. That's yeah. that time. 12 to 1 is lunch. You got to eat. Don't be that person. Like, you know, Jim here, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't eat. Like, he's just like, oh, <laughs> oh he's an animal. I'm going to keep making calls. Like, well, I have to eat. Well, here's the thing. What I learned, and this was pretty awesome to see, yeah. especially on the SDR and the culture, of course. was everybody on the team actually sat down and had lunch together. Yeah, and, every single time. Right? And that I think was awesome. that was so really cool. It wasn't like you're going out and just having lunch with right. like just one off or by yourself or right. something. I think this re-energized the team quite a bit because that culture, because it's a hard work, man. Like getting up in the morning and like, you know, it's making calls. Uh, I don't know how many, what percentage rejections, but I think you really get to be like really good with rejections yeah. and all that stuff. And, and you're still energized. You're ready for the second half of the day, right? Yeah. Your second innings. And, and you need to have that energy, empathy and all that stuff. And then you see all these people around you having lunch and laughing and excited. I think it really re-energized. It I don't know back. how much of that really was uh, something that worked for you. It matters. It matters because this job, if you really think about like an SCR job, sales job, and some of you guys are going to be like, you're going to be like, what the heck? I didn't realize this. You get up, get out of your car, yeah. get out of MARTA or get out of some public transportation that you're at. And you're going into work knowing you're going to face rejection. Yeah. Like really think about that. You are <laughs> like, you know, like I'm going to get a call that someone's going to be mad at me. I'm going to get an email that said they're not interested. Like the psychological <laughs> mind frame and mindset to go in somewhere where you know you're going to get rejected is like kind of warped in some way. Yeah. Like it's kind of sickening. It's How like, do you what? sign up for something? Like, why would, why would you, sign you do up? that? Exactly. Why would you do that? But like that's the mindset that you have to have yeah. when you come into work. That's why community lunches like we had, like we would always eat together. Unless like, again, you have a meeting, something happens. But having those lunches together is critical because it brings your spirits back up, yeah. which goes to my next point because after lunch, I would go make cold calls, either get someone or I go make it myself from 1 to 2 o'clock, mm-hmm. West Coast calls because we're on the East Coast. Right. So I had to make sure I could get them, get them in the morning, catch them in, during that time. And, you know, people would take some lunch time to actually make those cold calls and then eat from 1 to 2. So yeah. it, it depends. Yep. depends. And then 2 to 3 was prospecting. So I'd make, try to make sure that 
I prospected to make sure that my pipeline was always full okay. and that I wasn't like wasn't worried in the day like, oh, I have no one to call. I have no one to email. Right. That's right. a terrible strategy. You need to make sure that you're ahead of prospecting. I eventually started doing Saturdays one to four prospecting and mm. get myself retired for the week. Right. However, sometimes that doesn't play out. You got to do two to three prospecting. And this also can be research, triggers, events, yeah. some account, a top tier account. If you have an account-based model, you can set, you can basically put this in here as triggers. Finding the ways to get into that account if they're not answering you, because that's what in, I in do now. Majority of your prospecting research was it more on LinkedIn or is LinkedIn or other? Places? So my main four tools that I use when I'm researching and trying to find triggers and events is Aller, LinkedIn. I also the company website and Twitter. Those four places I could find a lot of information. Now, if I can't find anything there, I'm highly concerned. First of all, <laughs> I might have to go to their Facebook account. Like yeah. at that point, I probably have just been like, "This that's is too the, personal." Yeah, it's just like I'm done at this point. Like, yeah. you know, like and when I mean Facebook, I mean Facebook company page. Yeah, but okay. they may be posting nothing there. So right. it's, again, it may be a waste of my time. If you don't have stuff there on LinkedIn, Aller, then I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, do you run into? I'm just curious now because do you run into situations where the target audience that you might be mm-hmm. helping now because you help so many companies to do this more effectively? They're not social audiences, right? They're not people like, like for example, here we're selling to marketers, right? And marketers yeah, are they're on, everywhere. So like yeah, you yeah. got you got information on information. Yeah, you have to filter them down. Like you know, yeah. like, like I don't want to hear to. So are there areas where like you know if you're targeting manufacturing folks or yeah. IT folks, IT folks don't are not spending time on LinkedIn as much. So so that is, is a good a point. Way? So from that slot. I've talked to people who are reaching out to lawyers, yeah. finance people, IT, yeah. things of that nature, machinery. Right. It's very tough to find information on that. That's yeah. where I think Google comes into play yeah. because they have to have some type of press release. Yeah. And this is where you need to do a deep analysis of who you're targeting because what I do is if – let's say I can't find anything. Most mm-hmm. SaaS companies have a lot going on. Right. But let's say if I can't find anything. I'll go to the website. Mm-hmm. I'll look at all the press releases that they have and just see what a CEO or an executive is saying. Okay. And I'll use that information to reach out to that That's prospect. a great tip, man. That's awesome. That's what, I'm, that's what you have to do. You have yeah. to Google and find – they have to have something. Like they can't be in existence and not have some type of press. <laughs> like I don't know what you're doing if you don't have any press. Like, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it means that your company's not doing anything or like yeah. you just don't have a press person. Yeah, like, maybe that, that's another like, target that's, audience. Yeah, yeah, like you may need to actually not even prospect that company if they're not <laughs> having any news. That means they're not having any success. So uh, that means that you need that. to – yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> so you need to go find at least some press – uh, maybe a YouTube channel. Maybe they got some blog that they have. Yeah, that's where a Google comes into play. Because LinkedIn, again, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Aller, they may have nothing. Yeah, but if you Google, you're gonna find something. I love that. So that's right. what I so do. So you're at 3 p.m. What do you do? 3 p.m. After? So it's I'm taking another break. So this is a 15 yeah. minute break. It's right. not as aggressive. This is where I'm getting up. Because if you're researching for an hour, you're yeah. you're kind of gonna be like taxing yeah. to you. Yep. So I'm gonna go maybe talk to a, a colleague. I'm going to talk to maybe someone in the leadership team, maybe have yeah. a question, or maybe there's something wrong in my process that yeah. I need to have a quick Just walk around on. the block. Walk around, maybe yeah. chat with someone on another team. Just be yeah. social. Because yeah. I think a lot of times people get so captivated, especially in an SDR sales role, so captivated in their role yeah. that they forget that there's other people in the yeah. organization. And it's a grind. If you don't, if you don't get, communicate yeah. and stuff like that, I think the energy levels just come up. Right, right? yeah. Just don't be a robot. Just take time to just go <laughs> don't walk. Don't be a robot. Right? Like and, and, also, and also, if you're struggling that day, Please go take a walk. Go outside. Yeah. Just yeah. walk for 10 minutes. Don't look at your phone. Bring someone with you if you want to to get yourself out of that zone of like this sucks. Yeah. Because then that's going to change your perspective as well. So I would also focus in on that. So yeah. that's what I do through 315. And then 315 to about 
445, 430, I'm actually back to making cold calls. And so I think this is a really good time. And I've actually, I've changed it along the way. Like I've been A-B testing this. So I actually like calling 445 to 615 now. Yeah. But originally when I made the schedule, so you guys know, Atlanta traffic is absolutely <laughs> terrible. So I tried to do my last call blitz and I would leave at 445 because I lived like an hour away. Yeah. Like with traffic, it was an hour or 10 hour away. So you just leave at 445. Yeah. And, then- and I would go back home. And then I would actually rest for 30 minutes and I would start making calls again, West Coast. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All because right. I didn't want to sit in traffic forever. And I wanted to get home because I was like, I'm going to wait in traffic anyway. So let me at least get ahead of it a little bit. Yeah. And I would go back home and make those cold calls. So let's just kind of full circle on this one yeah. because as we wrap up, and I'm going to summarize because I took a lot of notes as yeah. we we're talking through it, is because I think organizing your time and time is yeah. the greatest asset that you have of outside course. of you and you know people around you. So when you think about that, what advice do you have for people, not just in sales, but in marketing? And, and like now you have such a chaotic schedule, right? Where you really cannot keep up <laughs> yeah. with your day. And yeah. like 50 things that are going to hit you. Like how do you be, how can you be effective when, yeah. when you're in a leadership role or marketing role where you don't have a routine job like an SDR where you really can say, this is my routine. But if you're not in that, like what, how are you trying to be effective? This is, that's a great question because I asked myself that <laughs> and, I, and I found some answers for you guys. So right. number one, I'm going to start with this. So if you are on your phone right now listening to this or in your computer or whatever, I want you to go to Mark Zuckerberg's Instagram. So I got yeah. a point with this. If you go look at Mark Zuckerberg, he only wears one t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. And it like freaked me out. I was like, why is he only wear one t-shirt? Like this yeah. dude is billions of dollars. Why? Yeah. He can no be, bling, bling, yeah, no he can nothing. Be fresh, yeah. right? But what I found out is I, I found the answer in an interview because I was like, I got to figure this out. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. He only wears that one T-shirt so that his day can be more streamlined in this process. Yeah. So because it, he said that, like, every decision that he makes, it's taxing at the end right. of the day. Right. Because he has so much going on. Yeah. So he's like, I don't yeah. want to figure out what I'm going to wear for 30 minutes because I could be late to something. And then yeah. I lose my mind power for actually something really yeah. critical and important. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if he's doing a keynote yeah, for the company exactly. or anything like that. He's, he's wearing, just wearing that, that same gray t-shirt. I, like, if if you guys find a photo where he's not wearing it, let me know because yeah. I've, I've been scoping him out yeah. for, like, years. And he keeps wearing the same gray t-shirt. So I, is this your outfit now? You're wearing, like, completely... I, yeah, I've worn back. this jacket probably every single day for the most part because it's really cold in Atlanta right now. Yeah. Uh, but I try to keep it stylish as much as possible. But but like socks, I underwear socks. These shoes are normally what I wear. But yeah, I might have to get on the Zuckerberg grind and just wear the only one shirt because that's what he does. So my point with that is that the reason I'm saying schedule is because you have to understand that he's locked in to what he needs to do. Yeah. Because he's he doesn't have to focus in on what he needs to wear. Yeah. And so another thing that I've done, if your schedule is chaotic as mine, is three the three-thing rule. So I got this from a person called Andy Frisella. He's a CEO. He runs two businesses, very successful. <clears throat> and he says he does this too. He writes three things down that he wants to get done that day. Yeah, accomplish like three day, three things. It could be, it could be anything. It, yeah. it could be do 10 push-ups. Yeah. It could be go walk <laughs> the dog. Like yeah. very simple. Yeah. But he said the reason that he does this is because it gives him – Goals that he's accomplished for the day, yeah. at least three things. So you have a sense of fulfillment. It, yes, it, it shows that you've in a mindset, like psychologically wise, that you've won the day. Yeah, that's and awesome. when you realize Huge. that, you, and you can do it super early, like you do from yeah. like from when you wake up, like at six to eight, yeah. and you've won the day. Yeah, and now you feel more motivated to do the stuff in your schedule. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Now again, your schedule can be chaotic. The more responsibilities you get, the more you get into more power. 
and I, and it's hard for me to say like these are the things I do every single day because everything changes. I might be traveling. I might be doing an event. Yeah. And it doesn't really stay the same every single day. But what I do do every single day is write three things down. Like this is what I want to accomplish, and yeah. that's actually helped me out a lot to be focused on what I need to do and help me get those wins along the way. Yeah, man. I, I try to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then I also have this to-do list of like, un- crazy oh, yeah. by the end of the day. Do you do like urgent, like, but not important? Yeah. Not important. Okay. Yeah. I do a whole bunch of that. Yeah. And, but I've started to just like, you know, either before going to sleep, I'll just right. write those three things. Right? Yeah. Because I think it may, when I wake up in the morning for the next day, mm-hmm. I just know that those are the three. And, and sometimes those are just have a, uh, like, make a decision on this thing or have a really effective meeting. I really want to have an effective meeting with right. somebody or a good meeting with somebody or, or like just figure something out that I'm mm. bothering, like whatever it might be. I've tried to, and I like initially started like five, seven. I'm like, no, no, no I got to get to three. I got to get, exactly. and when you push it and, and you start looking at it, it really does help you feel accomplished and fulfilled at the end of the day. Otherwise, if I keep going back to look at this list, man, I'll never get to yeah. <laughs> You'll be like, what? Yeah. That's why the three things has been like, so, important to me because like sometimes i look at my calendar i'm like wait how am i gonna do this so yeah. i'm like what are the you three things I re- yeah like what are like three and it can be easy things but three things i really want to accomplish it could be like send an email to an influencer that i've really admired listen to a podcast that i never get a chance to listen to it's those things because i and a lot of people may like resonate with me because i get so much in the chaos by yeah. the end of the day like i'm like you feel accomplished. yeah you're I, doing stuff i feel accomplished because if i don't i'm like i'm just exhausted i yeah. did all this stuff and i'm tired now yeah yeah i hear you all right so i'm going to recap some of these points and sure. obviously there's a ton of things that you shared yeah it was really cool so one i really thought this was a really big point and i it has made a big impact on me like do not multitask. Like, don't do it, guys. <laughs> I used to be a multitasker. Don't do it. Yeah, it, just it, don't. The quality just degrades, it's and not uh, gonna be beneficial. You know, our, our bodies, our minds are not made for it. It's and not. We think we're smarter by doing that, no. uh, but you're you, tricking yourself. Yeah, you're tricking into things. It's 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 really really bad. The other one, and this is kind of something I've done for like last decade and a half. Like, it's really eating together with mm-hmm. somebody, right? Not by yourself, right? Not trying to just because your day can be so chaotic and struggle yeah. and all that stuff but just having lunch as a team is even better uh, but if nothing else just find somebody to have lunch because that's going to energize you yeah. so i think that was really good and then let's finish off on on this like three thing rule like if you want to essentially be feeling accomplished and fulfilled at the end of the day you cannot look at your to-do list you have to go back to why you exist and why you're trying what are you trying to accomplish at the end of the day yeah that's it the three thing rule guys i thought it was really silly when he said it Cause I was listening to the podcast and I was working. I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm a person that will always try something new. Like, and he's like, Oh, it's massively success. I do it every single day. And so he has like, two companies. And he's two companies. He's <laughs> super successful. Like you go look at my Instagram. Like he's, he's killing the game right now. So I was yeah. like, all right, like I'm gonna listen to you. So I did it and I actually feel way better. Like I, I actually do it. So for me, and you may be the same way when I write something down, or I say it, oh, yeah. I automatically do it. Just do it. But if I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. But if I, if I'm like, okay guys, I'm gonna do this or okay, I write it down. Every single time I've wrote those three things down, I've done them. Yeah. So I've been committed to doing them as much as possible. Write it down, guys. All right. Morgan, thank you so much, dude. Yeah, for sure. Love it. Flip My Funnel is on a mission to build the largest and most engaged community of B2B professionals in the world. Join the movement at flipmyfunnel.com. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.